This is an RNZ podcast. Calls are mounting for TVNZ to scrap the reality show Police 10-7 over accusations of racist stereotyping. Auckland councillor F.S. Collins says it depicts young brown people as brutish. That was how RNZ's midday news kicked off last Monday with news that would have surprised many listeners. One of the most enduring and most popular local TV shows was facing calls to cancel it because of racist stereotyping. So how did that come about? Well, like many other controversies these days, it came to the attention of the media and to the top of the news agenda via social media. Last Sunday morning, Auckland City Councillor F.S.O. Collins tweeted that he'd been watching TV and he didn't like what he saw on TVNZ. And on Monday, he told Radio Watea it wasn't the show itself that prompted him to take to Twitter, just an ad for it. TVNZ did a cutaway shot, so they were promoing uh, Police 107, and their cutaway shot was a still picture of some brown young people. And my guess is they're Māori and Pacific, and there were a few of them in that cutaway shot. And it got me really riled up again. I don't watch that rubbish in the first place. But what why it got me so angry, Dale, is because the subtle messages that it's feeding to those people who are watching the show is that if you're brown and young, you are brutal thuggish and a criminal. And I'm tired of those messages. Councillor Collins went on to tell Watea's Dale husband that Police 107 was not only rubbish, but also chewing gum TV. But it had no taste and no flavour, he said, and it was now time for TVNZ to spit it out. After that, broadcaster, academic and critic Ella Henry told Dale Husband Police 107 was hate speech, which should be scrapped immediately. And after that... The next guest was the Minister for Culture and Heritage, Kitty Allen, though Dale Husband didn't ask for her thoughts on Police 10-7. Yet was this fleeting scene in a trailer really enough to condemn a show that's had 28 successful series on TVNZ and which, according to police, has helped them make hundreds of arrests down the years and solve some pretty serious crimes? The following morning on News Talk ZB's early edition show, Councillor Collins also told Kate Hawkesby he didn't watch Police 10-7, but he was sure that it stereotyped Māori and Pacifica people. So the impression is we're feeding this frenzy of these are brutes and thugs, and this is what you're going to be entertained with, and that's why I think this show's done its time. But is the show not just representing the reality, or are you saying it's being edited in a way to look racist? I think it's uh, both of those things. Councillor Collins went on to cite the objections of Trevor Bradley, a senior lecturer at Victoria University of Wellington's Institute of Criminology. Now, his views on Police 107 were in the news last June after the American police show Cops, which revelled in real-life footage of aggressive policing, was cancelled after 32 seasons amid building anger about racist and violent policing in the US. Trevor Bradley told Stuff that a student's thesis from 2012 had analysed one series of Police 107 here and concluded that the ride-along section of the show really did zero in on Māori and Pacifica people. In Canterbury University, criminologist Greg Newbold, who's since retired, told Stuff that having been on ride-alongs with the police himself, he thought the show didn't accurately depict what a policing shift was really like, mostly boring and routine stuff. Now back then, TVNZ and Police 107's producers insisted the programme merely films the calls as they come into police without judgement about race. And the show was an accurate snapshot of how Kiwis interact with police. And they launched a spirited defence of the show with a joint statement. As it's observational, this programme doesn't cast judgement on arrest rates or prison statistics. But if it causes viewers to think about this issue more closely, that wouldn't be disappointing for those involved.
So in other words, anything that sparks debate has got to be a good thing. And back then, that seemed to be the end of the story. Another series of Police 107 passed by without any more headlines until now. Last Monday, News Talk ZB and The Herald had headlines saying that debate was raging about the show after FSO Collins had put it back on the agenda. And it was pushed on by interviews like this one with Race Relations Commissioner Ming Foon on the Mike Hosking Breakfast. Do you think Police 107 racist or not? Gen 7, uh, unfortunately, does target more brown people than uh, white people, so therefore it is racist. But unlike FSO Collins, Ming Foon didn't want 107 pulled off the air. He wanted it ethnically evened up. Well, they can target who they're filming, actually, Mike. Yeah. They can actually quotarise the, uh, the filming. So you would argue what we'll do is we'll have, OK, we've just edited up three brown people being or doing whatever for the programme, so we now need to find three white people. Is that how that would go? Why not? Later in the morning, the former and original host of the show, former cop Graham Bell, appeared on News Talk ZB, after which he was elevated to the status of TV icon on the Herald's website. And he said that any criminals starring on his old show had selected themselves. If you can't do the crime... You can't do the screen time on the show. Racism is a very easy label to apply, and it's often applied erroneously or mischievously. And it's, it's um, you know, when, when people start applying it mischievously to try and perhaps excuse uh, bad behaviour by a group of people, it becomes a real problem. But that isn't what Councillor FSO Collins had done, and neither was he doing what Graham Bell suggested next. I mean... Does he want the police to ignore crime if it's committed by brown people? Possibly so. What, well, does he? I mean, I'm beginning to think that there are people that do want that. Far from ignoring local crime, Councillor Collins had already told News Talk ZB he was addressing it personally in the region he represents. I'm on the ground in Ōtara, Papatoetoe, Ōtahuhu, and we're working alongside community agencies, youth workers and community workers to assist the police in any kind of work that they want done. So I think it is, it's time for us to move on from this. So Councillor Collins and the show's supporters clearly have very different ideas of what Police 107 is for. Back in 2014, the producer, Philly DeLacy, who's now the CEO at the Maker Screen Time, said the ethos was a warts-and-all point of view, demystifying the role of the police, as well as harvesting those tip-offs for unsolved crimes. And she said one of the greatest tributes to the programme was the number of police officers they worked with who told them that Police 107 was the reason they joined the force. So if so, what the show portrays is pretty significant. But Councillor Collins also told Radio Wātea on Monday it was more than just Police 107 that needed to change. He wanted Māori and Pacifica people represented in better ways right across the network. TVNZ needs to look at its charter, acknowledge that it has a duty to, to educate all of New Zealanders about all of our cultures, not just highlight the negative stuff that's happening amongst certain people. Councillor Collins was behind the times there. TVNZ's charter was repealed fully 10 years ago. The Crown-owned broadcaster's main mandate these days is really commercial, though it does still run Māori and Pacifica news and cultural programmes in the weekends off-peak. And ironically, the last major controversy about Police 107 was when TVNZ's chief executive Rick Ellis named it in 2007 as a programme which made Māori visible in prime time. Clearly, he wasn't conscious that it was not usually in a good way. And while FSO Collins said he didn't watch the show, he knew exactly who makes Police 107. 
I think it's important that people understand that this is a French-owned production company that's based in Australia. They have absolutely no stake in New Zealand. They're not interested in how we're developing or evolving as a nation. And so they don't care. Their only interest is in how they're going to get high ratings. Screen Time is indeed a local company, which is now a small part of the world's largest independent production company, Banerjee, which is headquartered in France. But Screen Time would balk at FSO Collins' claim they have no interest in or stake in New Zealand life. The programme makes the show Marae DIY, among others, and it also has a unique commercial partnership with Māori Television to create campaigns for a Māori audience. Screen Time says it works with some of the best fluent te reo speakers and cultural advisors to tell positive stories. For example, student success with Te Kura, formerly the Correspondence School. Hi Anne. One of the best things about online learning is that you never have someone telling you that you're not anything. You always have people encouraging you and you always have someone by your side. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Alatna's suffered quite a bit of bullying at schools. So. And this week, the Police 107 producer, who's now also the CEO of Screen Time, Philly De Lacey, strongly denied the show is racist or anything like the now defunct series Cops in the US. Interviewed by RNZ, she argued that Police 107 was an important show for all New Zealanders, which actually documented the evolution of the police force over the past 20 years. I feel enormously proud of it, and the team who produced Police 107 work incredibly hard to ensure that um, the content is accurate, that the content is culturally correct, um, that you know when we when we've recorded interviews with people who are speaking foreign languages, we get people in to translate them for us to make sure that the cultural understanding is appropriate. And it's not just a stereotype. And as if to illustrate that, the straight-talking old-school cop Graham Bell's role was taken over in 2015 by Detective Rob Lemoto. He's of Tongan origin, he grew up in Manurewa and rose through the police ranks, taking up roles including that of Iwi Liaison Officer. Screen Time's Philly DeLacy also told RNZ she was actually offended by claims that her show was edited to highlight any particular racial group. Things don't end up on the cutting room floor because um, that's the just ludicrous. I, I don't. I don't even. I don't even actually understand that. That's not the the function of the program, is to represent situations that the police are dealing with in New Zealand on a day to day basis and how they deal with the community. And then the other function of the program is to try and assist the police with crime solving and to help educate the community on the processes that the police go through in dealing with the community and solving crime. But while that made Police 107 sound like some sort of documentary or current affairs, it's really nothing of the kind. For the spin-off this week, former police detective Tim McKinnell said that the current contract the police and screen time have makes it pretty clear the deal is exclusive access on the condition that the Police 107 producers do what they're told by the police. The police preview the content before it airs and they order edits for reasons of security, sensitivity and privacy, among other things, including this. Matters which may affect the integrity or legal liability of the police or bring the police into disrepute. And that means that if Police 107 crews really did capture any overt racism on their cameras, well, it's pretty certain that viewers would never see it. And the same applies to other TVNZ-made shows designed to play a part in changing police culture. After Dame Margaret Baisley's damning 2007 report on the culture within the police ranks, TVNZ produced a series called Women in Blue as part of a gender-focused recruitment drive to rebalance the New Zealand police. 
and one of the subjects of Women in Blue, Constable Bridget Suckling, told RNZ at the time there was no danger of looking bad. I mean, there's always a certain amount of risk with media because you wonder, oh, what's their angle? What are they looking for? Even though you've got these cameras coming along with you and you think, oh, taking a risk here, all in New Zealand, seeing what I'm doing, you actually get to view those episodes beforehand. So you can um, make sure those messages or those stories are told in the way that you want them to be told. And it's the same deal or similar with shows like Motorway Cops, which is also on TVNZ every Thursday, Border Patrol and many others. The access is on the condition of cooperation. Though, judging by the viewing figures, that doesn't trouble the audience very much. Now, in the end, this week's controversy over Police 107 was all over in the media within 24 hours, so it remains to be seen if TVNZ or the police actually want to do anything about it. But while the police and TVNZ jointly defended the show from criticism in June last year, this time TVNZ would only say it was listening to feedback. And a police spokesperson told media this week the contract with Screen Time was due for renewal at the end of the year and police would then assess how or whether to continue that relationship. And the police also said, We are looking to explore opportunities to highlight the many other areas of work police is involved with, such as community engagement and harm prevention. Police 107 is likely to be back for Series 29 in 2022, in spite of all the objections voiced this week, under a new contract between themselves and the makers. And it's a fair bet that police powers of approval, vetting and veto will be reinforced in any new deal and used by the police to make sure the viewers only see what they want them to see.